Okay. Okay. You guys excited tonight? We got a team of Bethel students here. Before, yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'd like you guys if you would stand up so we can identify you. Hey, real quick here, real quick. Will you, will you just say who everyone is and where they're from? Okay, g'day everyone. I'm Brad, I'm from Australia. I, uh, yes, I came to, uh, to BSSM for a couple of years, my wife and I and two kids. Uh, we've got the amazing Becca here. Woo! She's American. We've got Kitty. Kitty, Hong Kong, but is living in San Jose. We've got the Raf, Raphael from Brazil. Aniko, she's from Austria. We've got Michael over the back. Michael is Brazil too. Uh, we've got Sarah, she's from the United States of America. And we're grateful to have her. And we've got Ryan, Ryan's an alumni. And he's in the area, so he's, uh, you know, like, hey, I hear there's a group of people getting together. Can I come hang out? And we're like, yes, you can. So that's him. Thanks for having us. Well, the honor is ours. Um, we are so blessed to have you guys that you would take time and, and come pour into Legacy City Church. And you're not just pouring into this church, you are pouring into our city. You are pouring into the region. And, and I know you're doing. Part of your team is over in Fife right now and you've been up to Port Angeles, but Bremerton, this region, Kitsap County, how come that music's still going? That's okay. Oh, you know what it is? Forrest, would you do me a favor, my brother? Go out of the slideshow and pause the music. Some people pause it, you know, by turning it down really slow. With grace and finesse. All right. Here we go. I think we're back on, right? Okay. Anyway, we are just so honored to have you guys because we believe, I mean, you all know that God is doing some powerful, mighty moves in our, in our nation, and I believe all around the world. And he has not forgotten Kitsap County. He has not forgotten Bremerton, little Bremerton, the little military town next to Gorst, even smaller place. But we, we prophesy over Gorst. Gorst is not the worst. It's... Gorst, Gorst has something. God has something for every city. He loves our cities. And years ago, a previous mayor designated Bremerton as the legacy city because of the inheritance of our founders and other people that have been in our, in our region that lived here that became people of, of stature, people of influence. And so she called the city legacy, the city of legacy or, or legacy city, and Tammy and I grabbed hold of that. We were like, that's our church. We are Legacy City Church. We believe that God has an inheritance, a legacy that he has given us, that he's given you, he's given our city. And we are, I almost said hell-bent. That's not probably the right word. We are heaven-bent on, on digging the ground and digging and digging and digging until the wellsprings of heaven are bursting up. I have nothing better to do with my life. And this lady married me, so, so she's in agreement. She's like, I'm with him. That's right. Let's go. So here we are with you guys. A bunch of eyes staring right up at us here. <laughs> this is awkward, if I make it awkward. 
Hey, let's read a scripture, and then we're going to have you guys all stand up, and we're just going to worship. You know, my heart tonight is just that all of us just get lost in God's presence. The Bible tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Other version says he is enthroned on the praises of his people. Praise and worship, thanksgiving and praise is our access. It is our gateway into the very throne room of God. In fact, if you're a Christian and you're, you're in this room right now, you are actually seated here in Bremerton, but you're also seated with Christ in the heavenly place, in the heavenly realm. You are bilocational. Figure that out. Work your mind around how that works. I have no idea. I just believe it. I believe it. And, and it's my goal, and I would pray and prophesy over everyone here that it would be your goal and our goal that we would live from heaven into earth, that we would approach every situation, every decision from heaven into earth because we are seated with him. Jesus is here. He's in you by the Holy Spirit. We have destiny. We have the victory of our king that we get to bring into every circumstance. So tonight, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere. As we worship the Lord, we are going to change something in the, in the heavenly realm tonight. Heaven is on our side. There are more for us than those that are against us. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the angelic realm. We have more for us. I had to clarify. I always get it wrong. Heaven is on the offense. Thank you. I knew someone would help me. I, I get those two mixed up, defense, offense. Heaven is on the offense. Hell is on the defense. I'm just going to just wake every heart up in this room right now. You are kingdom priests. You are a priesthood of believers. You are royal priests, and you are in this place for this specific time to bring heaven into the earth, to bring the victory, to enforce the victory of heaven into this region. Yeah, these guys are from Redding, California, and all over the world, actually, but they've traveled to Reading and then they've traveled to here to release something of the kingdom that we need for our region. And they're going to get something in return. They're going to get a blessing in return. Let me read a scriptures before I just preach all night here. And, and uh, I don't want to waste these guys' opportunity. We're going to turn them loose. We are going to turn these guys loose. Okay, I had a scripture right here. This is from Hebrews chapter 4. Let's just turn our eyes to Jesus, can we? He's so good. You're so good, Lord. Lord Jesus, we have a magnificent king priest. Just tell him, you're magnificent, Lord. You are magnificent. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathizes with us in our frailty. You feel frail? You feel weak? He understands. He knows you better than you know yourself. He understands humanity. For as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way just as we are, yet he conquered sin. So now, right now in this moment, we draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned. It is a throne of grace, King Jesus. We draw near to your throne of grace to receive mercy's kiss. You need to receive mercy's kiss right now. Don't run away from him. He is the lover of your soul. He is the king of love. 
to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. He knows what we need for this hour. We all know that the world is going through uncertainties. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next day and the next day. But one thing we know is God is on our side. He's with us. God is with us. And we are secure and safe and tucked away in him. Thank you, Lord. One more scripture, and then I'm going to have David come up here, and he's going to pray us into the third heaven. Right, David? You're going to do it, right? Don't let me down. No. No, you guys heard him blow the shofar. You know he's got something on him there, something good. Okay, one more scripture, and then we're going to have him pray. So this is from Hebrews chapter 10. And now, now we as brothers and sisters in God's family, so the person next to you is actually your brother and sister. I know if you're married to the person, it kind of feels weird, but, you know, <laughs> it's kind of strange. But, hey, hey, hey. All right, we're brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. That is the power of the blood of Jesus. And that is what we're going to celebrate tonight. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary. He's welcoming you. He's rolling out the red carpet to you right now. Why don't you guys stand? I'm going to read the rest of this. David, get up here, man. Get up here. You're going to pray us. You've got to pray for us. Yeah. He welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation. Cast off all hesitation. Cast off any hurdle that you feel is in front of you. Kick it over. Maybe you have to do a prophetic act and just push it over, kick it over, tell it to go. For he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. A new and life-giving way. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. There's only one way to go in. It's through the body of Jesus, through his broken body, through the cross, through his blood, by his blood. And since we now have this magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts, just put your hand on your heart. Just say this, my heart has been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity. And I have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now I am clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. Thank you, Jesus, that we are made clean. We are made presentable inside and out when we can come to you wholeheartedly, unrestricted, and give you all of our praise, all of our praise. And I feel like Holy Spirit wants, wants you to know tonight, you are free to move about the cabin. You do whatever you need to do to, to get it. You can step out of the chairs and into the extra space and give him praise and worship. Guys, if it's, if it, just break off the rust. Wave, raise your, your banner waving arms to him, okay? If you feel like dancing, come on, shake those, shake this loose. I'm not afraid to be a fool for Christ because he's paid the ultimate price for me and for you. Thank you, Lord God. Guys, we we're going to give him shouts. Get, warm up your hallelujahs. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
Glory to God. Warm up your glories. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we have freedom in this place. Thank you, Father, we come with hearts full of expectations, full of expectation for what you want to do, Lord God. We put ourselves on your throne, Lord God, all-consuming fire, Lord. Have your way with us. We want to know your purpose for us tonight, Lord. We come to worship you and give you every ounce that we have. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go, guys. Let's go. There we go. Thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Yes, so good. I, I believe there is something profound that is going to happen tonight. I want to ask just some of the, the blokes if you could come up. We're going to distribute the communion elements. going to ask Becca and Aniko, if you could lead us in communion, fellas, would you just be able to distribute the elements? I think this is going to be a great night. felt the Lord on sharing a revelation I had about five weeks ago when revival broke out in second year in and the whole school um, so we had one of the pastors come into class and he just started his thing with worshiping and I had to leave my row because of having to kneel <laughs> and I've been starting to have encounters in the throne room and um it <laughs> a little backup um bill once said that the hungry ones uh look for the crumbs because they're the, hung the hungriest ones <laughs> or something and um yeah I saw this this crown hovering and I saw a a gesture or a, a someone um bowing underneath it and I just knew it was Jesus. I didn't have a lot of knowledge of how he actually looks, but I just knew he was Jesus and I got this revelation of he was so hungry. He was so, so hungry that he would humble himself on the cross to, to save us in the long run. <laughs> um, he, he, he had to humble himself to pick up the crumbs for us. Um, and that that was huge for me because he was he is royalty but he was he had to put down his deity and 
come down as a human and it can't can't get any more humble than that and he did that for us and that just changed my life it was like I don't even know how to describe it but (laughs) and I just felt this on, on my heart to share with you guys because it's it's a different aspect of the cross for me personally and it's just so like I've been praying for a new relation of what the cross means to me and it came <laughs> um and yeah I just I'll just ask Becca to pray us into that and yeah yeah I'd also like to to share a scripture as well um in first Corinthians when Paul is talking to the church of Corinth and he um in chapter 11 starts talking about the Lord's Supper and um and Jesus is is our friend. He's our lover. He he's he's everything. But he he's so personable to us. But he's also holy and righteous and worthy of our praise. And there's no one above him, found in the heavens or the earth, or the or under the earth. There's nobody like Jesus, and he's worthy. And it says, "For I received from the Lord." What I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. And I don't, I don't share that scripture to scare you, but I just share that because this is so much more than, than eating and drinking a, a small cracker and a sip of juice. This is remembering the savior of the world who stepped down from his throne and took on flesh and died my death. I was supposed to be on the cross. You were supposed to be on the cross. But the living God came down and died. So as as I pray, I would just love for you to, before taking communion, examine yourself. And say, Jesus, is there anything I haven't given to you yet? Because if I take this cup and I take this bread in an unworthy manner, I'm sinning against the body that you broke for me. And I'm sinning against the blood you shed for me. So Jesus, I thank you that the living God came down. He stepped off his throne. He took on flesh. He became a human being. And he died my death. I recognize that you died the death I was supposed to have. That you took the cross that I was supposed to carry. That the crown of thorns that was placed on your head should have been made for me. Your body was broken, bruised, beaten, whipped, spit upon, mocked. 
You were torn. Your flesh was ripped for me. Your blood was spilled for me. The spear in your side, the nails in your hands, the nails in your feet, the thorns upon your head. With your body and with your blood, we remember you. The perfect lamb brought to the slaughter. Who was put in a grave for me. We remember who you are, Jesus. Your death allowed me to stand here and say, death, where is your sting? Because I have the victory. So whenever you have examined your heart and, and repented or told Jesus what you feel like you need to tell him, go ahead and partake in the elements. for you to just stay in this place for a moment. It's traditional in church service to maybe have a sermon or something like that. No, I just don't feel like that's what the Lord's up to tonight. I want to tell a story, a testimony, a personal testimony, and I, I think the Lord's going to do something, and that's 2006, I was in a really, really dark spot in my life. Really worst place I'd ever been. My life just imploded. Didn't see it coming, just imploded. And in my cry out to the Lord, I had a vision, I had a dream. Now, I, I spent over 30 years in a Baptist church. So for some people, it's like, yeah, I've been doing that for 30 years. That's not my experience. And I had a picture in my head in, in this dark moment, and it was with all this pain I was at a roundabout, and on the left side was like Moe's Tavern out of The Simpsons. You know, you got the buzzing neon, bzz, bzz, and it was a nudie bar. 
lots of beer, lots of sex over there. And down this road in the roundabout was one street lamp and it was lit but I couldn't see where that road went but I knew God was down that road. And I spoke one word verbally in that picture and that was yes. I'll go that way. There was the ability to inebriate my pain. That's the key word. I could inebriate my pain. And the invitation was there. And it's really easy to do. It's really easy. But I knew God not in that. And I just feel like communion and worship is just a beautiful invitation. I don't know if there's people here that have inebriated their pain, they've taken that pain somewhere else. Sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever. I just felt like that picture was here, like the Lord wants to do something and break something off. If that's you, this is not a shame place. This is a freeing place. If that's you, I'd love for you to stick your hand up because we want to pray and partner with you because I believe the Lord has something for you. It's okay if there's not. Gents, can you please get your hands on that man? I just honour your courage. I just honour you right now. You stick your hand up and go, I've inebriated, I've taken my pain to a place. Your yes that you just spoke, the Lord sees. The Lord sees that honesty, that... sound of freedom
the Lord honors your vulnerability that you have shared tonight and he sees your yes, there is a marvelous exchange going on right now. It's not kidding when he says joy for mourning, praise for heaviness. That's not some flippant statement. That's a real exchange. And that's what Jesus declares over you. Lord's going to continue ministering now. I want to share another story. My son was, when we came here, he was six, grade one, and he was having massive behavioral issues at school. Hadn't experienced that before. He's 10 now. And we went and store, saw the school psychologist. It's like we're in the principal's office once a month twice a month, every week, and we're going, what's going on? I've got a Baptist head. School says, looks at all the dates of his behavioral issues, and they're all too, because he goes to school at Bethel. Every single time he's in the office, it's two days before the conference. So he meets with Levi, my son, for 90 seconds. He says, great, off you go, Levi, I want to talk to mum and dad. And this is what he says, you've got to change the way you parent. I'm like, excuse me? You've got to change the way you parent. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, pulls out the list. Can't you see two days before the prophetic conference, two days before the Sozo conference, two days before the equip conference, two days, two days. Can't you see that he's a feeler? A feeler. That's not in my Baptist vocabulary. Guess how many times my change the way your parent. Okay. This is what he said. Brad, my wife Cherie. Don't you know that what's in here changes the world? Don't you know that the opposite is happening, that he's picking up what's happening out there and it's affecting him? You've got to change the way you parent. You've got to teach him that what's in here changes that. I was bamboozled. By the way, we'd only been in Reading at that point. That was about, no that was about November. So a couple of months, and we're just, what is going on? Guess how many times I've been in the principal's office since that moment? You almost put your hand up. Guess how many times we've been in the principal's office since that moment? <laughs> Have a guess. Zero. 
And does anyone feel hopeless and like the world is pushing in on them? Does anyone feel like there's just a loss of hope and control and and it's a f- the world is affecting you? Does anyone feel that? I, I just feel like the Lord through that story is just asking a recalibration, a, a question of the, what do you believe? Really, is, is it greater in me than he's in the world or is it the other way around? That's the essence of what the lesson was for me. I'm just going to ask for boldness. Does anyone feel like I got no answers? The world's pressuring me, and 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 I I'm getting all of this, but I don't have an impact out there. I have no control over the. I'm picking all of this up like my son. Does that resonate with anybody? Because I believe the Lord just wants to release a sense of recalibration of how we think to go, actually, this environment that I've just stepped into, this dark and stormy gloom that I'm in, actually, greater is he who's here than that thing that is on top of me. Does that resonate? Might not. Yeah, Ryan, Leia, I'd love just if it's okay, Michael's behind just to lay hands. I just pray a blessing on your mind for a recalibration. Greater is he who's in here than is out there. I repent from the belief and lost sight of what's really greater. Bless the Lord and what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing. Sounds of liberation and freedom and exchange. That is a precious, beautiful sound. Yes. In that dark time I was telling you about that 2006 and seven that I was in, I was really struggling with a whole bunch of stuff to, to break free and, and uh, I was getting some counselling help, which was a big issue for me because I had this perception that counselling meant you were weak. I'm not going to admit I'm weak. I'm a six foot six Australian. 
You know, we don't do that. I'd be up kangaroos for breakfast, you know. And um, counselor goes, I, I don't know what's going on. You've got to go to the Lord and ask a question. And uh, I was pacing up and down the side of my house. And I was, Lord, what's wrong with me? What's the, what's the problem? And I, that night I had a dream. That very night I had a dream. I'm a Baptist guy. I don't have dreams like this. I had a powerful dream, and the, it was the only dream I've had in full color and full sound. And I was in a car with the person that had caused a, that great big rift and pain in my life. And she was in the car, and I was angry, it's not even close. The only word that comes close would be rage. And I was spewing insults like, you, this and that. I won't repeat them. But in my dream, and I woke up. It's like the movies. You know, you wake up in the movies, and I woke up like that. And I was like, what was that? And I heard the Lord say, you wanted an answer. It was anger. I just feel like tonight's the bondage-breaking night that the Lord's got in store. And it's an anger thing. I just love for you to close your eyes. And just ask the Lord, is there anybody that I have not forgiven? Is there anybody that I am angry towards? Lord, is there anyone that I have resentment, unforgiveness and anger towards? I believe the Lord wants to acknowledge that thing, that name, that person. The, the, the crazy thing about unforgiveness is often the person that we're not forgiven has no idea of the bondage that we're in. And yet I've got this thing. If that's you, unforgiveness, it's a really big deal to the Lord. It's a really big deal. And he hates it. So much so that he wants to deal with it, have it done with. If that's you and there's a name that comes to mind and it's a name you think of, a person, a thing, I don't know. If that's you, be bold enough to stick your hand up to cut that thing off. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I believe quietly it would be really just important to verbalize with your words, I forgive for, and just release that, and let's kick that to the curb. Jesus, would you take that and kick that to the curb? And what have you got in exchange for me? For me, the exchange when I forgave, it was like night and day on the inside for me. Night and day. That was the unlocking for me that 
let me move, move on. I was stuck. Called the counselor. I had that dream. <laughs> How's it feel? And I said, great. I was angry. <laughs> That's a good thing, is it, Brad? I said, yeah, man, I feel good. And then you can let go. Jesus, I thank you that you're in the room and you love dealing with stuff. Now, if Jesus was a stockbroker, he'd be terrible, wouldn't he? He takes all the gunk and exchanges it. But he's got a different economy. He loves this. This, this is his currency. I just love to invite the team. I He's so good, and I think he's just wielding his goodness anywhere and everywhere. Team, here we go, kitty. came in, uh, the Lord was uh, speaking about fivefold as I share with some of you, and then I, I was uh, worshiping the Psalm 127, which is probably very familiar to you, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the guard stands watch in vain, in vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Now, actually, the first thing I came in here, I got pain on my jaw. And I asked the Lord, is that a healing um, on the jaw or the teeth? And yes, but also he wanted me to ask some of you that you might have issue about grinding your teeth now it seemed to be just a teeth problem but when the Lord released more about issues of the soul I realized when we grind at night because we carry so much during the day you probably heard of that and that's why he gave me Psalm 127, because for he grants sleep to those he loves. So if anyone has um, issue with sleeping and not able to go have a deep sleep because you carry so much or have to deal with so much with your family or your work, whatever, would you please stand up? Just few, yeah. Because sometimes, yeah, the jaw and the teeth, and you know, recession of your your gums, a lot. And especially your spouse would tell you, I can hear you grinding your teeth at night. <laughs> so if you want to stand up, because your spouse said you are grinding your teeth. 
Yeah, would you pray for them? Yeah. Yeah, because Jesus said his yoke is easy and light. And he said we can learn from him. Humble and gentle, we will exchange with Jesus. You no longer carry that heavy yoke because he grant deep, good sleep to those he loves. Especially those who are heavily participating with this church and being builders of this church because the Lord also gave me some more message. This is not difficult. This is not easy for me. A little bit difficult for me to release because this is my first time, not prof pro not prophesying, but um, something about apostleship. He um, he is building something really big here. He's building something really big in this church. He is founding his apostles and prophets in this house right now. And um, before they're officially identified, I just want to release to you. Um, let's see, Becca, you can help me maybe. Was it Ephesians? Let me see, Ephesians 2. Okay. Yeah, Ephesians 2. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, all of us, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. This is a church God is building with a strong foundation right now. Strangely, he showed me, I've never drank this drink before called Red Bull, right? There's a drink called, <laughs> he showed me these, there, there's like a line coming down like that, and I search called Red Bull, and I said, what is it? So what the Lord was saying is, he will be unleashing wild bulls from fivefold church, which is this church. So he's building the fivefold ministry and will be releasing. This is going to be like a core, the starting. <laughs> yeah, for the builder, Jesus himself is going to build this. And charging out to the world with power and energy, because Red Bull, I guess. But the real servanthood, the real servant, the ox, is Jesus Christ himself, as you know. For he doesn't strive, he doesn't perform. He doesn't work so hard that he, he would not able to sleep, right? So that's what he wanted to release to your whole church. Because every one of you going to help your leaders to build this beautiful church. And each one has your part. 
and no one needs to work so hard. Yeah, because we're just following the Holy Spirit. So I just want to bless the leaders, and I wanted to also call out some people like me, which is the servants. The servants in redemptive gifts are always、um, standing with、uh, people who builds an empowering church and stuff. You believe and feel that you always wanted to do helping people and doing a lot of things to put the church together. You might be in the redemptive gift of a servants, and I just encourage you to stand with your leaders. And even everyone, yeah, because they do need a big support. They need support all the time, yeah. And God will release the five votes. He gave me some Chinese words: autumn, autumn. When is autumn? Fall, like fall, right? Yeah, because I came from Hong Kong. Okay. Sometime around that time, and、um, yeah, you will recognize them, and your head pastor gonna bring them up, and please support them because、um, they need support. Okay. During worship,、um, the Lord just kept reminding me of an encounter that I had years ago. But it was during worship,、um, and I think it speaks to. I just can't help but feel like there is some kind of exchange happening here, and there's an invitation for all of us here to step into something that we've never had before. And the encounter was: I was actually I was in a time of worship, and I just felt like God was like, "Get to the front." He doesn't often say that, but he said, "Get to the front." And so I got there. Got down on my knees and I was like, "Okay, what did yeah, what did you want?" And I just all of a sudden, boom! His face was like as big as my mind could, you know, could possibly see him, and he's just staring straight at me with a smile, and he was just saying, "I love you." And I was kind of like, "Okay, I get it. I know."、Um, <laughs> like, thank you. You know, I'm. I mean, background. I've been a Christian my whole life, pastor's kid, and then, so it's kind of like stuff you hear, like, "Yeah, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Whatever."、Um, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't let it go. And I was just like, okay, I hear, like it was interrupting like me worshiping a little bit. He was just like, I love you,、um, and it started to get to the like I don't know if you guys have seen that scene in Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams is telling Matt Damon like it's not your fault, it's not your fault until he just starts weeping. Is exactly what started to happen to me. He just kept saying I love you, and then I just was like okay, and then I started to feel it, and then I just started weeping, and then out of my mouth came why, <laughs> why do you love me? And then I started to realize how much that was my heart cry that I never, ever realized. Like, why would you ever love me? I was still carrying all of that disqualification and all of that fear and all of those reasons that I shouldn't or I couldn't or that I wouldn't be good enough or I wouldn't live up to my potential. All the reasons why I'm not who he thinks I am. <laughs>、um, and I didn't realize it in the moment, but later on.、Um, <laughs> He really taught me that in that in that moment, what happened was that the exchange was I went from a slave to a son. I didn't know that my whole my whole life had been lived on just the performance of what I can offer, like my value, 
the way I perceived my value in his eyes was based on what I could give, what I did, how well I obeyed, how often, you know, all of that. And it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. And I just, I can't help but feel like he brought it up for me because that's an exchange he's ready to make with some of you here tonight. And I don't know who that is. Um, but I just want to release that encounter over you that sometime, maybe it's tonight, maybe it's this week, that, that God would get a hold of you in a way that he wouldn't change the subject because there's something in you that hasn't really believed as deeply that he loves you because he loves you. And then you're not, you're not his, you're not accepted because you do enough, because you chose to go to church or you chose to believe in him, but because he made you. You're his son, you're his daughter. And there's an exchange there that happens that I don't know that you can, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know what love could feel like until he taught me. He taught me a whole new level of love that I'd never even experienced before. I didn't even know it existed. And so I guess that's what I want to release over you right now is that the author of love, the guy who invented it, has depths for you in love that you, you have never known. You've never, you didn't even know they could exist. And you wouldn't until he shows you. And there's something so special that starts to happen when you can live from the overflow of that, from the overflow of, I can't even handle, I couldn't even stand. I mean, it was lucky I was kneeling down, but I hit the floor anyway. Like, there's a depth of love and an overwhelming force of his love into your life that's available. Some of you may have walked into, but I get the feeling there's a lot of you who have never tasted it. And it isn't your fault. That's not a blame thing. It's just there's an encounter ready for you. There's an invitation ready for you, waiting for you tonight that he wants you to step into because he can't hold himself back. He can't hold himself back from expressing how deeply he loves you. So I just want to release that over you right now. And if that's you, if you're feeling like there's something in it's just resonating, if you want to stand and let some of us pray for you, but even if not, if, even if you're just experiencing that where you're at, I just release that over you right now, Father. I just declare encounters with your love like people have never seen. I start, am I still here? Yeah, I pray you start dunking them in the deep end, Father. Lord, rewrite their definition of love. Show them what it really looks like. Show them what true love looks like from the author, from the maker, from he who is love. We just step into that, Lord. There's more. There's more. Let go of why you think you don't deserve it. In fact, ask him why. Ask him, why do you love me? Father, we just partner with that in Jesus' name, and we speak, we just speak identity. Lord, would you begin to exchange whatever we think we are for the true identity that you've created us for? And that there would be a baptism of love that happens in that process. In Jesus' name. Amen. Michael. Okay, guys. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I was praying early in the morning. Well, in the morning. 
But I was uh, reflecting um, about John, Second John, when Jesus changes water into wine. And for me, there is more than that, that only um, Jesus was changing water into wine. Um, just give me a sec. Um, so, um, when Jesus asked for the jars, um, there were six jars. 30 gallons each so I was making the math was like 180 gallons and looking at this story I think we're halfway through the wedding when they come to Jesus and ask Jesus can you help us and he says like it's not my time yet but it was his mom <laughs> so Jesus asked for the jars and he comes um, and transforms everything into wine. And for me, what stands out is the cultural context. If we just flip around for these days and we see we have a wedding today. And let's say, how long? We, how long stands a wedding? Like 10 hours? I don't know. 12? Maybe? 8? 9? So let's say in the 4th hour or in the 5th hour someone just comes with a lot of wine and by the 180 gallons uh, I was making the math and it could fill up 900 900 bottles of wine as as of today so <laughs> five hours into the wedding and you receive 900 bottles of wine <laughs> what are you gonna do about that <laughs> So for me, this is the truly um, grace of the abundance of the Lord over our lives. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it's just there and we don't see it. And more than that is, is also His presence. Um, the bride and groom, they didn't know about the miracle un until they are told. So the presence of God is always there sometimes you don't know you receive a miracle you don't know sometimes you receive a, a deliverance and you don't know that day you're late to go to the, your job because you have a flat tire might be a deliverance and you might complain about it <laughs> but I want just to release the word to the church actually um so you guys will flow into this abundance, into the grace of the Lord. And you will be, and you have your aware, awareness just clicking, just clicking for his presence all the time. So can all the churches stand up? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, can you, can you help me? Thank you, Lord, for this moment with the church all together as, a, as one, as unity, as a body of Christ. Jesus, we want all those bottles, bottles for us, Jesus. We want the abundance of the Lord over our lives. 
and over this church. And we pull out from heaven right now your abundance, Jesus. Come, Jesus, and make a way. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jesus, for praying for this community. And thank you, Jesus, because you touch every one of them with your grace and your abundance. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for your great love. Thank you for your abundance, Lord. We just declare your abundance released tonight. Holy Spirit, would you come now and just pour pour the abundance, the abundance of that new wine. Pour out your love, Lord. Yeah, just surround every person in this room with the depths of your love. Thank you, Lord, that you, you rejoice over your sons and daughters. You rejoice over them with singing. You sing over them. You sing over us songs of deliverance, songs of freedom. Thank you, Lord. We look to you. Just lift up your faces towards them. Just lift up your faces. Just say, Abba, Abba, Father. Yeah. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the promise. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And we drink him deep now. We drink in the wine of your presence. Would you fill us tonight and flood us with the love that flows from your throne? We just receive, Lord. By your grace, we receive in Jesus' name. Some of you not finished communion. <laughs> Couldn't get it open. Uh, free to take a seat. Take a seat. Oh, I love the Holy Spirit. Love, love what he's doing. <laughs> You're having a fun time over there, Becca, aren't you? All right. I just would love to, uh, can, I, can I just t tell you some, some things that the Lord says over you? Is that all right? He says you were dead in your transgressions. Ephesians 2. I love these. I've been collecting these things, these things, pff, scriptures, and just... <laughs> I should start again, shouldn't I? <laughs> These things pop out, out to me and I've just written them down. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, Colossians 1. We've been forgiven now, transgressions, Colossians 2. Our sinful natures cut away. I mean, you could preach on each of these for a thousand Sundays. 
We're buried and raised, Colossians 2. Here's a great one. Whoever believes in, in him who sent me will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. That's you. I'm acceptable to him, not condemned. Like, that's, that's a really big deal. I'm holy, blameless, and beyond reproach, Colossians 1. Made complete, Colossians 2. What about this? Redeemed and purified, Titus 2. We're clean, John 15. Well, 1 Corinthians 6 is gold. We were once like that. List off a whole bunch of sins. And you were once like that, but not anymore. Washed like that. Grab that one tonight, folks. Family. We belong to God. You know, the whole idea of adoption is just incredible. Like, when you're adopted, you're chosen. You. Given a new name. Part of a new family. That's what he says. We belong to God. Royal priesthood. Belong to Christ. Oh, by the way, it was John 17 and 1 Corinthians 3. What about this? United with Christ. We're in Christ. Family. We're hidden in him, and I think that is a takeaway one for tonight. That's Colossians 3. Hidden in him for those of you that have just been bold and let go a bunch of things. We were singing about being under his wings, to be under, under his wings. Go, I'm hidden in him. When the lies come and, no, you're not. Now, actually, that's the past. I'm on the other side of that. I'm hidden in him. Children of God in Christ. We have our eyes opened. Acts 26, that's a great one. We're God's building temple of God. Christ lives in us. He's placed his Holy Spirit in our hearts. 2 Corinthians 1, we're anointed. 1 John 2, in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5, we're seated with him. Ephesians 2, we talked about that. In him we've been made complete. I don't feel complete. In him I'm complete. I don't need to compete because I'm Too tall, too short. No, I'm complete. Blessed with every spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1, and we will not be turned away. So what now? We're like him, we're ambassadors, we're workers. 1 Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 5, we're a kingdom of priests. We have God's message of reconciliation. We won't be turned away, John 6. Might have troubles, but we're not crushed abandoned or destroyed 2 Corinthians 4 we're acceptable to God Romans 5 2 Corinthians 5 we're called his own holy people what's our future 
We will be raised to life on the last day, John 6. Man, that deserves a roar. We will be raised to life on the last day, John 6.39. This is, the, this is the future. This is that. This is now. God will raise us from the dead. 1 Corinthians 6.14 and 2 Corinthians 4 say that. There's no condemnation. Man. Whoever believes in him won't be judged. But what about all that stuff? The stuff got dealt with. What stuff? What stuff? There is no stuff. He's dealt with the stuff. Actually, he says he remembers them no more. In fact, I bring up my sins to him more often than he does. You know, remember that? Nope. Yeah. My, my thinking needs some serious tweaking, which is why I have these to go through sometimes. We're not condemned. Oh, we went through that one. Our sins are blotted out and he'll never think of them again. Isaiah 43, we're free in the Lord, slaves to Christ. 1 Corinthians 7, we're reborn. John 1, we've come to the city of the living God. Hebrews 12, read Hebrews 12. That, that is a stunning passage. Come to the city of the living God and myriads of angels. I won't unpack that one tonight. We have our names written in heaven. What's your name? Oh, that's right. We met Judah. I couldn't tell with the thing in your nose. <laughs> names written in heaven. I want to see that book. Is your name written in that book? All right, I'm going to stop there because he's got so much to say. Identity about us, it blows my mind, blows my mind how lavish he is and what he says about us. Team, I'd just love to invite you up. We've got 15 minutes, maybe more, we'll see. Um, we're just going to do two things. Um, Annika, over to you. All right. I didn't get the chance to walk around a lot, but I got the chance to pray for one person. And I'm going to ask her up. Sorry, it's really early. <laughs> um, that's Rebecca. You guys know her better than I do. Um, but I just 
want her to share. And I can tell in her appearance that she's just different. I think you guys can tell too. It was... There's like everything that was like dark and everything that was like sad or like fear or like anxiety or depression. It was just, it was like replaced with like joy and love and peace. Yes. And it was just yes. like. Yes! that I would love to hear like popcorn and short <laughs> if um, what God did in you guys because again I couldn't really get around <laughs> yeah if anyone wants to share what he did come on guys <laughs> he did something I know it When people start telling you that things that only God knows and you know, it, it does have impact. And I'm just thankful that you all came up all the way up from Bethel Reading and from wherever else you came from before then. Oh, I've been telling the Lord, you have my yes. I want my yes to be on the table. And that's one of the things that was spoken to me is the Lord sees your yes. And I just be greater confidence. <sighs> it's just really the the presence of the Lord. I just he just just personally ministered to me. He wrapped his arms around me. And that was a beautiful thing. <sighs> My dad wasn't there for me, my earthly father. And that's left a really big hole in me. <laughs> But I know that Holy Father's going to be more for me than I've ever known before. Because Abba spoke to me. That, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, thank you. Thank you, all of you. One more? You got tapped on the shoulder. Um, I had a, a couple things just since we've been here, and I don't know if you're in this room, um, but I'm just going to take a stab at it. So is there um, a Christopher in this room or a Chris at all? He's not here. Can I still give him the word? Because I have looked everywhere since we've been here, and I have not found a Chris. So this this is for, for him. So um, are you guys recording it or anything like that? Oh, Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, um, I just got the word builder over Christopher, and um, I think that he is a builder of men, um, and I just was reminded of the story um, of Barnabas, and he was a son of encouragement, 
and um, I see Christopher, you are a son of encouragement. Um, you are one that get by, that gets behind leaders, that gets behind Pauls, um, and and you tell them who you, who they are. Um, and so, I don't know if if he's a builder in the physical, but you are a builder in the spiritual. Um, and I just release. Um, release that over your life, that you are going to be a builder of men and women that are around you, um, and that uh, the you might not be in the front, but you are what makes the, the leader happen, um, because you, you're the one lifting them up. Um, and then, is there anybody in here that's a librarian, or used to be a librarian? I'm sorry? That, no, yeah, that works great. That's great, yeah. Totally good. That's amazing, yeah. I just, I don't know, that was random. But um, I just feel, do you love books? Like, do you like books and reading? Okay, yeah, I feel like the Lord is, um, I feel like maybe you settled for a library because you love books, but you're actually called to write them. And um, you're, you're an author, and you have a, a story to tell and um, deep wisdom and revelation. Um, and I feel like the Lord is unlocking uh, dreams that maybe you've put to rest in your heart um, about writing. And um, he's bringing those to the forefront and saying, no, actually, your time is now. You, you weren't just meant to be in a library. You're, you were meant to have, have material in a library. Um, and people are going to read what you've written. Um, and so, yeah, I bless you. I bless the gift of writing on your life. I bless your mind to get wisdom and revelation directly from the Father um, that, that only he can give. Um, and I bless your words that you're going to write and that people are going to really touch. Their lives are going to be changed um, by what you write. So I bless you. Awesome. Yeah, amen to that. Um, Far back left. What's your name? Elijah? It's a good name. Yeah, it's a really good name. Um, yeah, I. the Lord's just been highlighting you to me tonight, and there's a couple of reasons I think that that's the case. But one of them, um, the Lord has given you a really divine and genuine uh, hunger for truth and authenticity. And I think that that's, like, the way that you live your life is going to act like a sword in culture to separate what is real from what isn't. And I especially think there's an anointing for you in the church to bring a real church experience to those who might be wondering, what's, what's this all about? So in that way, I, I say, I don't want to, <laughs> I say this lightly, but I feel like there's a really, like, an evangelism thing on you that... Um, in the future, God's going to start to teach you what does that even look like for you? Because I think there's some really unique ways that you're going to be able to do that. But yeah, there's there's a truth seeker in you that is divine. Um, and it, the Lord really just wants to bless that. And he's going to continue to develop that. Um, and I also feel like he's given you eyes to see people that are uh, in a lot of ways unseen. And so there's going to be people that are highlighted to you that maybe have been looked over, maybe have been um, treated badly, poorly, whatever it is. Uh, and just begin to ask the Lord what to do with that. God, how, why, are you, why are you highlighting these people to me? Because I think that also, not only with uh, who you are and just, you know, representing the kingdom and being friends with people, but also prophetically, he's going to start to give you some real insight into uh, the lives of people that you're going to change forever. Yeah. 
One word. <laughs> I see a ball thrown to you. So catch the ball. <laughs> You'll be one of those Red Bulls <laughs> charging. I also um, I saw I saw the word warrior on you, and he um, led me to David, someone who had a heart for the Lord, but at the same time would do crazy crazy things for the Lord. And uh, there's a verse that I really love that shows David's heart, even though he, he wasn't in war. It says, it, it was against Goliath, and when Goliath came forth and defied the, 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 the army of Israel, that's what he says. For who is this uncircumcised that he should defy the armies of the living God? I feel like a God is giving you an ability to see challenges as an opportunity of oh this is a this is a, 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 a opportunity for the manifestation of God here I don't know what's the challenge I don't care what's the challenge we'll show up right now I really see that on you amen is there anybody here called bread not you okay All right, you there, green sweater? Yes, you. Would you stand for me, please? Okay. Yes, you. <laughs> What's your name? Oscar. Oscar. Love it. Um, I feel like you you have permission to speak up. You have permission to be seen, and you actually carry a lot of wisdom and knowledge for your age. You do. And oh. the Bible says that there's no age in the kingdom and the children inherit the kingdom. How old are you? Double water, yes. Yeah, I, I see you speak a, lo a lot of wisdom into your friends there's something on on friendships on you and yeah i i see you he sees you he's a roy to you the god who sees he's he's perceiving you it might take time for you to realize, but he's pursuing you. You can't outrun him. <laughs> I want you to speak up, and you're, you are to be seen, too. You are to be seen. Yeah, I just bless Oscar, Jesus, with, with wisdom and revelation from you, God. I bless his secret place time with you, Jesus, that it's simple, that it's beautiful, that it's sweet. I bless opportunities to speak up where he knows, okay, now I can speak. Now it's from God. Thank you, God. 
man, that wrecks me seeing a, a dad with his son like that. But we were talking, weren't we, Oscar? Same age as my son, who's back in back in Reading. So number one, number one hat. Hey, uh, is is that your son, by the way? On the end, yeah, it is. I just believe the Father really wants to encourage you, uh, particularly about your prayers. And he wants to remind you, your prayers are powerful and effective. And I, I believe he's wooing you as a good dad. You know, a good dad woos his kids to certain areas. And I just see the Father wooing you in your prayer life because I believe you're going to start to really see the answers that, that of the things that you've prayed and you've asked for. And I, I just see that it, you know, a, a good father woos his kids and he's just wooing you, drawing you, going, I heard that and your prayers are powerful and effective. And I just, I just want to bless you because I think you're a number one dad. It's on your hat. And, uh, and the Lord says, you're a number one dad. Bless you. This lovely couple in the back. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just saw you guys like, um, like kingdom supreme court justices. Um, I don't know <laughs> what exactly that means, but I feel like you carry a lot of um, governmental authority in the kingdom. Um, and I see you guys with just like gavels in your hand and you've been given the power to counsel um, and say, oh, guilty, not guilty in the kingdom. Um, and yeah, you guys, you guys have a high authority and a high position in the courts of heaven. Um, I don't even know if that's biblical, but um, <laughs> I just, I just like, <laughs> I don't know what it, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm standing in front of the U.S. Supreme Court when I look at you. Like there's such an honor and a, a high level of, of kingdom authority that you carry as a couple. Um, and yeah, you have been given this authority for free. <laughs> um, and so I just hear the Lord saying, use your gavel. Because um, you've, you've he's given you the, the wisdom to... Um, to sentence. And then um, this lovely lady, um, I just hear the Lord saying that you're an intercessor um, and that you have a high, high value for prayer. And um, I don't know if you've stepped into that, uh, that identity as an intercessor, but I just want to say that the Lord sees you as one um, and that I feel like you're almost like uh, an intercessory engineer and he's, give, he's giving you um, supernatural solutions and algorithms almost in your prayer life that you're actually going to be able to pray. And like Albert Einstein would just 
he created um, equations that no one had ever created before. Um, and I feel like you're going to start doing that in your prayer life, and you're going to be able to pray really specific prayers um, that have never been prayed before, and the Lord's going to honor that, um, and you're going to see the things you, you've been interceding for come to pass this next year. And I feel like the Lord has given you like three or four different things to specifically intercede for, and you're going to see those things come to pass this year. And so I just bless your mind. I bless the uh, spiritual um, solutions that you're going to get, the supernatural solutions and equations that the Lord is going to give you in your time of intercession. I, I think that the Lord is going to give you an upgrade in your in your, um, your spiritual language um, in praying in tongues, and that's just going to unlock, unlock a whole other world for you. Um, and so, yeah, I just bless your mind to receive what the Lord is saying to you, to think his thoughts, uh, to speak his words, to hear his voice, to see what he's doing and the things that he's saying in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> you there, uh, orange top and glasses. Yes, and beautiful curly hair. Um, I saw you today in worship with your flags, and I wanted to honor you for stepping into that. Um, I'm still trying to step into that, to be honest, because it's something that I'm not too much into dancing, and I don't think that it's for me specifically, but it's like you don't really care. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which is great. It, it is great. And growing up with no fear of men makes life so much easier. And I just heard the Lord say, being fully you is beautiful. And you are beautiful. Um, you are fully you every, every day. And he loves that. And you just do the things you love. And he honors that. He enjoys seeing you enjoy things. Keep enjoying the things you enjoy. And you meet you actually meet him in the in the things you enjoy, I think. Like in coloring, in in flag dancing, in writing. Yeah. And yeah, thanks God <laughs> that we get to enjoy things that you see us in that, that you honor that. Keep it up. I had a, had a word for um, early in the morning. I was praying in the church, and I prayed for a woman, and she was having excruciating pain. Um, and I asked her if anyone in her life that she needs to forget. And she came, she actually, she told me she came with her, her best friend. And that was the one she needs to forgive. And we prayed together, um, asking Jesus for forgiveness. And she called a friend, and it was a beautiful moment. Um, they're forgiving each other. They're friends since the kindergarten, which is amazing. And... Um, the word I have right now is restoration for families, for relationships between brother and sister, mother and father, and families. So um, 
if you have anyone that you can't you want to have restoration right now in your family i would like the team to go over you and pray for you as we pray together can you lift your hand Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this beautiful moment of restoration, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful moment of restoration, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are the one that convinces us about our relationships, Lord. And right now, we want to declare and we want to say, Jesus, we forgive this person we had a problem with we don't want to be um, away of this person Jesus we want to invite you Lord for restoration over relationships and families Lord family is your design Jesus and we totally agree that a family uh, should be all together with no problems on their relationships, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit touching all the, the people right now. Thank you for the fresh touch, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the walls coming down right now. And I encourage you, if you had a problem with this person, just text this person. Text, send an SMS saying, hey, I... I love you, I love you, and I want to um, touch base with you again, and I, and I forgive you, or ask for forgiveness, ask for restoration, be humble, put yourself low, because he's making yourself high, Jesus will make yourself high, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I would love if we could, uh, if we could just stand. I'd love if we could. We'll close out Sunday night. And I'd love if we could just spend a, a few seconds just thanking the Lord for breaking chains, changing mindsets, forgiveness, unlocking, because changes from today because of what he did we let go of those things Jesus Father God I just thank you for Legacy City Church I believe it was divinely orchestrated by you to have us come with connections the come and connect with Scott and I just thank you and I bless you, I thank you for all the things that you've done tonight I thank you for the great encourager strong men 
really, for the Elijahs and the Oscars and vulnerability tonight. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just see things so differently. You see the mark as a beautiful thing and you're ready to to just uh, take us to new heights. And I just bless Legacy City Church and its leadership. There's been some tremendous things that Kitty has, has shared. And so I thank you for the people here and I thank you for the team. And Lord, would, would Legacy City just be a light that points people to you? And what you do tonight, would you do it again every day in people's life in Bremerton and I can't remember the name of the county, Kitsap, which is the greatest name ever. (laughs) Thank you for what you've done, Holy Spirit. We love you. We love what you do. And I just honour, honour everyone here. Thank you for the privilege of coming. So we're officially dismissing if you need to go, but we never want to turn away the opportunity. If you've you've come here and you need healing in your body, healing in your heart, healing in your mind, whatever kind of healing you need, we believe that the Lord is here and he wants to heal your body. Jesus healed all. All who came to him, he healed. So... I want to just invite you, if you're here tonight and you need healing, you need prayer, if you need freedom, whatever, if you didn't get called out with a word of knowledge, just come up to the front. Some of us will be up here, and uh, if there's a bunch of people that need prayer and there's only two of us praying, then the rest of you guys will kind of look and help. So, oh yes. Um, I had a headache throughout worship, and then as we took communion, I didn't have it anymore. So I actually believed that you came in with something maybe, and it got healed even without calling out healing. So just check out your bodies, and maybe the Lord's like, oh, it's gone, great. So, you know. Yeah, I just agree with that because we've had people come in who had physical issues that later on told us that during worship, it just, the pain went away. No one prayed for them. The Lord will meet you where you're at. He is our healer. So. Anyway, we bless you guys, and we're so grateful that the, the Bethel team, you guys, BSS Emmers, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to keep a, we want to, we want to keep an eye, Tammy and I are going to come down for the Bethel Leaders Network thing, so we're going to keep an eye on you guys. Yeah, we're going to look, look for us, and we'll look for you, but, and I hope you guys are going to stick around a little bit, but anyway, if you need prayer, come up to the front. <laughs>